Mark chapter number 12. Let's stand together, beginning in verse number 41, and we'll read down through verse 44. All right? And I want us to see what Jesus wants us to see. It says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which are a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. And all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all of her living. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for allowing me to study today, and thank you for speaking to my heart personally. And I ask you, Lord, that you would help me as I stand to share just some thoughts out of your word. I pray that we would understand it, that we would see it, God, that you would challenge our hearts, all of our hearts, and we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. I can tell you what this thoughts on giving has done to me. Just through my days since last Wednesday, I have been praying and seeking the Lord. Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you want me to do? What do you want me to do as an individual? What would you want me and Miss Tina to do as a family? What do we need to do? And I have been thinking of individuals. I've been thinking of situations. And, uh, and that's a little different for me. I, I, I've never spent this much time seeking the Lord on what it would be that I could do to help give. What is it that I could do, Lord, to help give? And then I began to study these verses and and I've studied the majority of the day, and, and, and I've been reading and looking through all different passages of Scripture from the Old Testament all up into the New, and I'll just share these thoughts. As I began to study this text, I found that Jesus was doing a lot surrounding what we have just read. Uh, we read where Jesus goes into the temple, and they have been so many different groups of people that has approached Jesus at this time. I'll just give you some examples of what you can read in the chapter that we are reading in the chapter before it. Uh, we can find out that Jesus has been talking with the Pharisees. And what the Pharisees were trying to do, they're trying, the Bible says, they're trying to catch him in his words. They're trying to ask Jesus some questions so that they can trip him up. And what they're really wanting to do is, is just trick him and push him into a corner. But what the Pharisees was asking Jesus is, what do we need to give Caesar? And then what do we need to give God? So Jesus was dealing with that subject with the Pharisees. And then you read on through this chapter, and then it says, then comes the Sadducees. So the Pharisees has approached him. Now the Sadducees has come, and they don't believe in the resurrection. And, and they're trying to figure out uh, who's going to be married to who when they get to heaven. 
And they're asking Jesus all of these questions, the Sadducees. And he's dealing with the Pharisees who's trying to trick him. He's dealing with the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection. And then all of a sudden, here comes the scribes. Here they come. And they come to him and they ask him, what is the first commandment of all? What's the greatest commandment of all? What is it, Jesus, that you could tell us would be the first and the best commandment? So the Pharisees has come, the Sadducees has come, the scribes has now come, and then there is the common people, and here they are. And Jesus is just talking to all of these different groups of people. He's dealing with all of these different questions. He's dealing with all of these uh, different ideas. And then we see Jesus now sits down. He's still in the temple. And now Jesus sits down here in our text. And with all of these things going on, it says he is over against the treasury. And if you study those words, it just simply means that Jesus has now sit down and across from him is a box. I studied about this treasury. Uh, some believe that there was probably 13 or, or so treasury boxes all through the temple. The, you have the temple of the Gentiles. You have the temple of the women. You have, you have this court, and you have this court, and you have this court. And all of these little boxes are sitting all around in the temple. And people would come in and they would give. And some of the giving was for the building. Some of the giving was for the utensils. Some of the giving was for the poor. Some of the giving was for the, for the chief priest. And there was all kinds of giving that was going on in the temple. And we all know that there was one time that Jesus came into the temple and he turned the tables over, the money changers. He turned it all over because he realized that some of them was this there to try to gain and to make some profit. Do you understand where we're at so far? Say amen. amen. So picture all of this is going on. Jesus sits down. He looks across the room, and he's watching people. Does anyone else love to watch people? I love to watch people. And Jesus is sitting here, and he is watching people. And what verse 41 through 44 teaches us is Jesus saw their giving. That's what he saw. Look at it. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. But there came this certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which makes a farthing. So the first thing that the Lord dealt with me about is he saw their giving. When I begin to study this, this same account you can find, you won't find it in the book of Matthew, but you will find it in the book of Luke, chapter number 21, in the very beginning of the book of Luke. And this is what Jesus saw, and listen to the things that he saw. Mark tells us some things that he saw, and Luke tells us some things that he saw, but this is what he saw. Jesus saw what the rich put in, and Jesus saw what the poor put in. Jesus saw that they was rich men putting in, and Jesus saw that there was a poor widow woman that put in, Luke 21. Jesus saw much, and then also Jesus saw little. Jesus saw that some gave out of the abundance, 
Luke says that they gave and what they give was their gift. He also saw that some gave from their want. And then there was one that gave of their living. And when I began to study this, I thought to myself, it's amazing what all Jesus saw. Now, this is a perfect opportunity and a message to throw off on the rich. But I don't see anywhere in this text where Jesus threw off on the rich. He just makes more note of what the poor widow woman done. I believe that maybe they had been some times in the past I might have preached this and said, yeah, these rich people, they should have given. No. No, it's said here that these that were rich, they cast in much. So Jesus actually saw what the rich cast in, and he also saw what the poor cast in. What we have here in this thought of giving, now think about this now, what we have here in this thought of giving, we have all the way to the richest, all the way down to the poorest. That's what Jesus sees. Uh, We see here in verse number uh, 42 where it says, and there came a certain poor widow. If you study about a poor widow here in this text, that word poor simply means that she was a beggar. And it also means that we study the word poor, it means that she was a pauper. In other words, this poor widow had to live off of what other people had given unto her. This poor widow, if you look up the definition of pauper in the 1828 dictionary, it means this, had to depend on the town. So here is rich men. Here are rich people. Here is a poor widow woman. Jesus is sitting there. They have been every question thrown at him that you could possibly ever imagine. There had been every religious group of people that had come to him, had cornered him, and was trying to trick him. They was so much, no doubt, that Jesus had on his mind at this time. Because remember, he was 100% God, but he was also 100% man. Do you understand that? And there are some times in life when things can press you and questions can be thrown and situations can come in your life and if you're not careful you can be so overwhelmed with all of that that it consumes your every thought. But what Jesus does, Jim, he just, he just checks out from everything. He just checks out from all of the people. He walks away from all of them and he just sits there and he looks across the room and he's watching the rich come in. And as they come in, they they give much. I can just imagine as their coins is going through that that funnel-type system, falling in to that treasury, falling into that box. I can just imagine the sound of that. And then as I was studying this, I can just imagine as this poor widow woman comes in and just clink, clink, she drops it in. This beggar pauper woman. But then, as I was studying this, and the Lord reminded me as I want to remind you tonight, 
that he saw. He was, he was watching. He beheld how the people cast money. And he was watching them is what he's saying. I, I see everything. I see everything that went on that day is what the Lord's saying. Acts 10. Listen to Acts 10 verses 1 through 4. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, military or army. And verse 2 says he was a devout man, and he was one that feared God with all of his house. But I'd never noticed this, and it said he feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and he prayed to God always. He give much alms, mean he showed compassion to the poor. And then it goes on in verse 4 of Acts 10, it says this, The Lord said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. You know, we always say this because it's the truth. When we pray, now, now, now listen to what I'm saying. When we pray, the Lord hears our prayers. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. But you know what else he teaches us in Acts 10, 4? He said, not only did his prayers come up as a memorial before me, he said also his giving to the poor come up as a memorial before me. So not only does the Lord hear our prayers, but the Lord sees our giving. Don't ever forget that. Whatever it is that the Lord places on your heart to do in a situation or to do for someone, just as sure as God hears your prayers, God sees your giving. God sees your alms. God sees what you are doing for someone who needs something in their life. And that encourages me to want to do it. Does it encourage you to want to do it? See, because the Bible teaches us not if you pray, but when you pray, right? Don't pray as the hypocrites because they love to get the reward by people patting them on the back. And then the Bible teaches that when you fast, not if you fast, but when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites that disfigure their face and walk around, oh, I ain't eating three days. And he said, but when you do that, he said, wash your face, clean yourself up, and don't appear unto men to be fasting. And then he goes on and says, when you give alms, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Don't do what you're doing so that someone can come up behind you and pat you on the back and say, job well done, preacher. You've done really good by giving that money. I mean, you're really, you're really done good. He said, if you're going to do it that way, he said, you done lost your reward in heaven. He said, the only gift that you're going to get is hopefully somebody will come along and say, boy, you done really good giving there, there. You done really good when you give. And right here he is saying, he is teaching us about giving. He is teaching his disciples about giving. And he is reminding all of us, he is showing us in his word, look, when you give and when you do this, it is just as big as when you pray. Not only does the Lord hear, but the Lord what? Say it with me. He what? He, he sees. He knows. That's why last Wednesday we preach on everything that we do. Do it under the Lord. Do it under the Lord. The Lord said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for memorial before me. Amen.
1 Corinthians 16, if you study that, verses 1 and 2, it teaches to lay in store by him as, as God has prepared him. In other words, in other words, Study this when you get home. Study 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 when you get home. And this is what it teaches, Brother Don. It teaches that if you have a little extra, put that extra to the side so that when something comes up, you'll have something to take care of the situation when it comes up. I never knew that was in the Bible. Put you a little stash to the side. Put you, put you some more folding money back. Not so you can get you another gun. I mean, you know, we like guns. Not so you can get you another pocketbook or another pair of shoes. And ain't nothing wrong getting you a pocketbook and a pair of shoes. But he said every now and then you ought to put you back a little, a little nest, a little, a little something aside. Just, just put it to the side so that whenever you're somewhere and there is a need that arises, you can say, you know what? I've got something put back, and God's laid it on my heart, and that right there is the need that I have been putting it back for right there. It's a blessing, amen? That's what he teaches in the Word of God. I never knew that. I've just been studying on, on giving and how to give. I, I wrote this down in parentheses. I said, put up so when something comes up, you can help. Put up so when something comes up, you can help. Amen? Amen. But not only did Jesus see, but this is very interesting. He wanted his disciples to see. Look what he says right here. And there was a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which made a farthing. And he called his disciples and said unto them, now, when he says he called his disciples and said unto them, it means he called them forth. It would be just like this, Jordan. It'd be like Jesus is sitting here, and he's watching everything that's going on over there. He's across from the treasury. And it'd be like him saying, hey, Jordan, Jackson, Matthew, Bruce, you guys need to come up here with me just for a minute. I want to show you something. And that's what he done to them. See, Jesus sees... But he wants these men to see. And when I was studying this, the Lord dealt with me and said, the reason I wanted those men to see is because, Keith, I want you to see. See, the Lord put this in his word not just so that we can say that he's seen it, because he sees it. He put this in his word because he wants us to see it. You believe that? He just wants us to see it. And he wants us to understand about this thought, about this widow woman. Now, now don't throw off on the rich, because the rich gave much. Isn't that a blessing that the rich gave much? And just because this poor woman give what she give, don't say, oh, that's why the rich people. No, they give much. I mean, they come in there, man, and they, they, they unloaded that day. But Jesus wants the disciples to see Want you and me to see. But you know, there's something interesting that uh, as I was studying this, that Jesus had just taught. Jesus had just taught something right before he went and said at the treasury. And I want you to look at what he taught because he was talking about beware of the scribes. Look at verse 38. Beware of the scribes. They love to go out in long clothes and 
and, and the chief seats in the synagogues and utmost rooms. Have you ever noticed verse 40, what Jesus taught about them? He said, which devour widows' houses. This is just a little side note here. Jesus had just been teaching in the temple about these scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites and, and what they do. He said, he said they, they, they devour widows' houses. That means that they take advantage of the widows. It means when you study this that these religious leaders would probably even take their houses and their land. And, and, and when I studied this even deeper, I found out that these religious leaders, if there was a widow in a family, they would even try to keep the family so beat down that even the family didn't have means to take care of the widow. And I thought to myself, Jesus has just taught this. Someone was so little... Walking in there and giving all that she had. And now here's the kicker. Think about it now. She gave what she had into a treasury to people that she couldn't trust what they was going to do with it. Never had thought about it like that. Jesus just told them, these people devour widows' houses. They devour what widows have. And she walks in there, she takes what she has, and she clunk, she chunks it in the treasury. I have thought about that and thought about, what would you have said? What would you have said, Dennis, to that widow? You would probably said, like what I would have said, don't do it. <laughs> Keep what you got. They're trying to take what you got at your house anyway. They're trying to take your house right now. They're, they're all after your land. They done got the title of your car. And now, now you're going to come in here and you're going to put some more in the treasury in the temple. What's wrong with you, woman? What are you doing? She did it anyway. I don't read where anyone said anything to her. But I'm thinking to myself... They devour the widows' houses. She gives even to those that she couldn't even trust. Don't make sense to me. But can I say this to you? <laughs> Doing what the Lord would have you to do, it might not make sense to anyone else. It might not ever make sense. You might do something that you feel that you need to do for Jesus. And everyone around you, Miss Sandy, might go, Sandy, don't do that. Why, why would you do that? To, for them? Why did you just do that? It don't make any sense. But when you get down to the end of the day, does it really matter what anyone else thinks anyway? And when it gets right down to it, Brother Hardy, does it matter if anyone else even sees it? Because all that matters <laughs> is there was one that saw it that day, and what was his name? Jesus. Jesus. Amen. He saw. 
And if he sees, what does it matter if anyone else sees or not? And what does it matter what anyone else says or not? As long as he sees. Hmm. Don't make sense to me. But it don't have to. If you ain't heard nothing else, I'll say the rest of the night. Hear that. It don't make sense to me, but it don't have to make sense to me. <laughs> Ephesians 4.28 Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Well, it's required according to what a man has, not according to what a man has not. I studied another church today as I was studying about giving. You'll find this church in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 if you want to write that down. It's the churches in Macedonia. It said these churches had great trial of affliction, said they was in deep poverty, but they gave gifts. And when you study that, chapter number 8 of 2 Corinthians, they give generously and they give with sincerity. And you know what they experienced? A church in poverty and a church in great trial and a church in great afflictions. But you know what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 that they experienced? I wrote it down. It's right there in the scriptures. They experienced the grace of God. That's what they experienced. A church that had nothing but a church that gave, they experienced the grace of God in their churches. you some of the most giving folks I've ever heard of. You are. I, I, I don't say that just to be saying it neither. you some of the most giving people I've ever been around in my life. But you know what's the best part about it? I don't know who gives and who don't. I've been here 22 years, and I don't even know who gives and who don't give. And I wish I didn't even hear some of the little things that I do here. Choose some giving folks. But what I want to preach to us tonight is to remind us the blessings of giving. You with me? The blessings of giving. All right. Let's wind it up with this. This is what's amazing to me. I, I, I sit in my study today for a long time. Tina, my wife, was very patient with me today. She, she came in there and she said, and took care of me. You come in there today and you said, do you need anything? I said, I'd love some more coffee. Boy, she brought me some coffee. She come back in there an hour or two later, and she said, you need anything else? I said, boy, I'd like some more of that coffee. Amen. <laughs> she brought me some more of that coffee. You know how it is, Brother Don, when me and you get on that caffeine. She come back in there, and she said, you want something to eat? You me fix your sandwich? I said, yeah, here in a minute, here in a minute. Come in there and brought me a water. Just, just took care of me all day, Brother Steve, just generously pouring into me. And I'd sit there and I'd pray and I'd pray and I'd drink my coffee and I'd drink my water. And she took care of the dog all day. What a blessing, took care of the dog all day. And I finally got to the point to where I felt like I'd finished studying everything I could study. I looked up everything I could look up. I referenced everything I could reference. And there's a thought come to me. Come back to the closet. It's just a thought. 
I don't think it was the devil that wanted me to go back to my prayer closet, do you? Just come back to the closet. And I went back in there and I sit down and I sit there. And this was my prayer. This was my prayer. Lord, just give me, just give me, just give me one more thought on this scripture. Just give me one more thought. Something that's going to help the church. Just give me one more thought. And this was the last thought. Listen closely. I wrote, what's amazing to me is this widow woman ended up giving what it was that she needed the most. I think. <laughs> she give all that she had. And the Lord took this lad's loaves and fishes and this lad took what he needed the most. That's what that lad gave. Why did Jesus multiply the loaves and the fishes to all these thousands of people there that day? It was because they was hungry. They had traveled. They had journeyed. He did not want them to be weary in their journeying. And he said, we're going to feed these guys. We're going to feed all these people. And they said, well, what? we don't have anything. And the preacher preached on a little bit last night. 200 penny worth is not sufficient to take care of all of these people. He says, but there is a lad here with some loaves and some fishes. If all of those thousands of people was hungry, Matthew, that boy had to be hungry too. Am I, am I thinking right or am I thinking crazy? If all of these thousands of people are hungry, the lad had to be hungry. And he said, it's amazing to me. You know what he gave that day? You know what that little boy gave that day? What he needed the most. That's what he gave. In 1 Kings, there's a widow of Zarephath. She had a handful of meal in a, in, a, in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And Elijah asked for it. What she needed the most. She was going to fix one more meal for her and that boy and she was going to die. Isn't that what the Word of God says? This is in uh, 1 Kings. And, and the man of God said, let me have that last little cake there. And, and she did it. What that woman needed the most in her life was, was just one more meal. And she ended up giving away what it was she needed the most. This thing on giving, man, is a lot bigger than what we can imagine. She gave what she needed the most. That little lad gave what he needed the most. This widow woman in, in Zarephath, she gave what she needed the most. And this was the last two thoughts I wrote down. I, I, I don't understand all there is about giving. But what I do understand is this. When you give, the Lord does miracles with it. 
It's, it's all through the Bible. I, I, don't, I don't understand, Brother Jason Ravis. I don't understand what all it is. I don't. I don't understand how you need this, but, but you give it. And this is what you really need, but then you give it. That makes zero sense to me. But all through the scriptures, when people gave, there was a miracle that happened. And they got to be a part of the miracle. When the lad gave them loaves and fishes, you know what happened? Jesus took it and he blessed it and they distributed it and they took up 12 baskets that remained. They all left with more than what was even give. When that widow in Zarephath, when she gave that, that little bit of oil and that little bit of meal, every time she'd go back, there was always enough, there was always enough, and God just kept blessing her with more. That don't make sense to me. Giving. Will it ever really make sense? But God does miracles with it. Mm. That's what the Lord's dealt with me about today. There's probably, there's probably coming between now and December the 25th, there's probably coming, there's going to be a day, I don't know if it's going to happen to me or to my wife or to us as a couple or to you. There's, there's, there's going to be something within this time period there, there's going to be something that's going to be laid before us, and we're going to look at it, and we're going to say, I don't, I don't, I just don't make sense to me to do that. And I don't know what it is because I'm not God, and I'm not going to even try to figure out how the mind of God works. I just finished reading the book of Job, and let me tell you something. God's way bigger than figuring out. Amen. I can tell you that. <laughs> So whatever it is, I guess we'll either do it or we won't, right? But he does miracles in giving. That's all I know. That's really all I know. I don't know what else to say other than that. Let's pray together.